Welcome to Behind the Schemes, a conversation about protecting our planet's precious wildlife from commerce, corruption, and counterfeit cures. This is Risha Kota Larsen with Behind the Schemes. And in this episode, we're talking about closing barely legal loopholes in Vietnam with Quinn Vu, founder of Education for Nature Vietnam. How many bears are in bear farms in Vietnam as compared to maybe five or six years ago? According to the scientist's office, there are about uh, 2,380 captive bears at the moment in Vietnam, which means it's down from 4,500 in uh, 2005, of course, which is, you know, great for Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Where do the bears on bear farms come from? Are they born in captivity or are they caught in the wild? Most of them come from the wild. Mm. Uh, hunters often kill the mothers, uh, mother bears and take away their cubs. And we believe that 90% of them was cub when they went uh, into the farms in 1990s and many of these cubs were probably from Laos because you know Vietnam uh, the populations in Vietnam have been had, uh, been declined greatly due to illegal hunting and trade it's very difficult to find a bears and forest in Vietnam these days oh no and yeah. uh, what what species of bear are these yeah, most of them are Asiatic black bear because mm-hmm. because you know they keep bears for, to milk by and uh, Asiatic black bear produce much more by than the uh, sun bear. Oh, okay. So most of the bears on the bear farms, they they are being farmed for their bear bile. Yes, because uh, bear bile has been used in the traditional Chinese medicine for centuries and many Vietnamese people believe that bear bite is a magical medicine that can be used for a range of ailments like bruises, muscle complaints, digestive problems or even cancer and, and bear bite also used as a source of vitamins and so bear, bear farming in Vietnam is mostly to support the bear bite demand in Vietnam. Mm. And can you tell us about the captive-born bear loophole? Tell us about uh, your efforts to close the loophole. Well, in 2006, the Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development, MOD, issued decision 47 on captive bear management. And the decision, and the decision 47 stated that bear cubs are born at the farm would be confiscated and transferred to rescue center. However, this decision was replaced by the decision uh, 95 in 2008, and this clause was removed, which of course you know create a, a major concerns among. Uh, individuals and organizations like ENV because if bear farmers are allowed to keep bear cubs, it means that bear farming would never end in Vietnam. And, and as I said uh, you know, earlier, 
most of bears enter the farm as cubs. So if bear cubs discover at farms, farmer can claim that these bears were born at the farms. And I guarantee that this bear would not be confiscated by our authorities. Hmm. And so, yeah. So at the moment, MOD is in the process of producing uh, a, nurse, a new circular that would replace the disease in 95. And ENV has been working hard to ensure that the new circular will be improved and help achieve the original objectives, you know, stop uh, stopping the illegal hunting and trade of, of bears and facing our bear farming in Vietnam. And we already provided our comment to MAD and attended their first meeting. However, the result from this meeting is, you know, really concerned us uh, because we feel like this loophole would probably remain because they don't have any plan to confiscate uh, bear cubs at farms. So thus, we are working on other angles to ensure that the new circular would help strengthen the uh, captive bear management to help face, you know, to, to achieve the goal of facing out bear farming in Vietnam. And, you know, going back to, you know, baby bears, the, the bear cages look really small. How are bears breeding in the small cages? Or like you said, are they actually probably not breeding and they're bringing in wild bear cubs or are they breeding? Uh, yes, uh, but most of, most of, of, of bear farms in Vietnam, uh, farmers keep bears in very, very small cages. Uh, the bear can barely move in mm -hmm. a cage. However, uh, so far we, uh, we, we have, there's about 22 bears, cubs have been born in the captivities, but more, but these bear cubs were born in a free-range farm in mm. Vietnam. Not, you know, there, there are few uh, farms are free-ranging. Mm -hmm. So, of course, if bear, you know, cats in a small cage, they, they can't breed. Yeah, because I, I was reading one of the requirements for the cages, and it just said that they needed to be, you know, one and a half meters long. Um, that's not even much longer than a bear. Yep. <laughs> they, the, if you go uh, to visit a bear farm in Vietnam, you will see cage you know, cage after cage, and they're very small. We don't know how a bear can move around. How can they, uh, you know, stretch their legs or stretch the body or or just move around? It's, it's very small cages. Hmm. Um. Is it, and going back again to these uh, loopholes, um, is it possible that some of the bear bile facilities are using the scientific education or conservation labels to cover up their activities? Uh, well, bear farming is a little bit different from tiger farming in mm -hmm. Tiger farm, you know, tiger farm has been registered as uh, experiments for tiger conservation mm -hmm. uh, uh, with the permission from the prime minister. Uh, however, our study, of course, shows that these tiger farms had no value for tiger conservation in Vietnam. In fact, it's used as a cover, it's, it's used as a cover for illegal activities. Mm -hmm. But however, 
as I said, uh, bear farming is different because uh, in 2005, as part of the national strategies in facing out the bear farming in Vietnam, Mod registers all the captive bears. And according to the decision 02, all the bears, all the captive bears must be registered by the end of February 2005. And all the bears that discover after these dates and are not registered would be confiscated. Does that mean that the bear farmer uh, in 2005 could just register the bears? Uh, so they don't need to use scientific education uh, as a cover. Mm. However, according to the law, they are not allowed to extract bear bar. Mm -hmm. But this crime hasn't been enforced by local authorities. Uh, we know that farmers still extract bar because how can they keep this business going if they don't make money from it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And if they're keeping the bears in the small cages, what else would they be doing with them? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the purpose of, of keeping bears and tiger, an, an ordinary person in Vietnam, keeping bears and tiger in the cages for conservation? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Uh, can you tell us about a recent bear rescue? ENV, we don't actually uh, rescues. We we don't actually do a rescues uh, ourselves. We facilitate the process. Uh, mostly, uh, most of the work is done by local authority. Most of the rescues or or, or bear moving or transferring is done by local authorities. Uh, but we facilitate the process. For example, if a bear owner calls up and uh, and want to give up their bears, and and they ask us for the, for our help. We would help them and con to contact local authorities, and uh, so that the authority can get paperwork going. And we help them to file rescue centers and put the rescue center uh, to work with local authorities, so that authority can local authority can transfer the bears to a rescue center. And in some cases. Authority calls up after they confiscate the bears, or, or after they, uh, uh, after or well, or when they uh, have somebody, a bear owner, wanted to uh, voluntarily turn up, uh, turn over the bears to the government. They would call us up and help and ask us for for help to find a rescue center that would take the bears. So we would help to coordinate the process and get the bear transfer and and monitor the process and get everybody together to work together to get the bear transferred to rescue centers. That's our role. On the rescues, on the actual rescue work done by, done by authority, we don't get to do such exciting work. <laughs> you said the bear owners sometimes turn in their bears. Does that happen a lot? Is it happening more? Um, and is it ever done because of awareness about the cruelty of the bear bile farming? Yes, uh, actually, we have a campaign that focus on bear farmers, encourage them to stop uh, their farming, uh, bear farming businesses. Every month, we send them letters. We uh, we show we uh, 
we warn them, you know, bareback extraction is illegal. We tell them this government's, you know, uh, tightening up uh, and, you know, working hard on facing out bear farming in Vietnam and public so more people in Vietnam against the bareback extraction and selling bareback. And we encourage them to uh, stop their business and, you know, find another economic alternatives and turn over their bears. So, for example, in the last quarter, we have four uh, bear owners turn over nine bears. Oh, that's great news. Yeah, and, and, they, uh, and we help them to work with authorities and rescue center to turn over these bears. And early this month, there were also a case in uh, Katba where uh, one bear also trans transferred to a rescue center by authority. So yeah, every so often we get a, a, a bear farmer would turn over their bears. That's why, then and you know, bear buy business in Vietnam is declining, and uh, now you know a lot of bear farmers start thinking about probably start thinking about moving to other businesses because they can't really sustain this business much longer. And um, every so often we get. Uh, somebody calls up and want to transfer the bear. That's a good type of business to be closing. That's for sure, yeah. and it's totally illegal, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. I mean, they can, oh, uh, they can keep the bears, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean they can keep their rest of bears. Mm -hmm. If 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 uh, un, an unrest bears at the farm are discovered at their farm, we and and reported to authority or. Are reported to us, we would work with authority and uh, get it confiscated. So, so yeah, and and even though they are allowed to keep resto bears, they're not allowed to attract bear buy or make money from bears in any way. Oh, okay. So they can't. Okay. So there's no commercial use of the bears allowed, and no bile extraction allowed. Okay. All right. And what you were talking about, all the different um, things that you do regarding the bear rescue, you know, facilitating the rescues and getting people together to coordinate that. And you guys have been raising awareness about bear bile trade. What can people do to help support your work, to help support the work of Education for Nature Vietnam? Well, people can do help in many different ways. For example, they can help by writing letters to, to MOD and asking the ministry to fulfill their commitments in stopping the illegal hunting and trade of bears and facing out and, and, and their commitment in facing out bear farming in Vietnam. We definitely need help from many other people. Uh, you know, and as many more people do that, that would be great. It, it, uh, more pressure on MOD on, you know, doing for doing the right thing for bear by, uh, for uh, bear protection in Vietnam, and of course they can also help promote alternatives to bear bar, uh, and they can of course they can support our effort in protecting bears in Vietnam. Can people outside of Vietnam write to the Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development, Mard? Yes. Okay. Yes. As a lot of uh, people in MOD can speak English and understand English very well. 
the head of the National Forest Protection Department can, and head of Scientist Department can speak English very well. So, okay. yeah. Great. All right. Thank you so much, Quinn, for speaking with us again, as always. It was really great to hear about the work that you guys are doing and also to help uh, explain the bear bile business in Vietnam a little better. And uh, we're glad to hear that it's declining, but it looks like uh, work still needs to be done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you for for your interest in helping to protect Vietnam's wildlife. Anytime. You've been listening to Closing Barely Legal Loopholes in Vietnam with Quinn Vu, founder of Education for Nature Vietnam. This is Risha Kota Larsen with the Behind the Schemes.